is Pastor Robert from New York, and I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. You know, the greatest privilege we have is to partner with our Heavenly Father. There is no greater honor, no greater privilege, no greater delight than to be a friend of God. I remember hearing one time Billy Graham was asked to run for President of the United States, and he says, why would I run? For the president of the United States, and of course I'm paraphrasing this, why would I run for president for the office of the presidency when I have the greatest position, which is to be uh, a preacher of the gospel for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? So it is a privilege, it is an honor to be a friend of God. You know, our Lord said, I no longer call you serv uh, servants, but friends. That's in John 15, 15. He says, henceforth, I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. The Lord has made known unto his disciples who became his apostles and through them, and through the Holy Spirit, even us, that he will not withhold any good thing from us you see, so it's the friends of God who truly serve him uh, that uh, we know what the father is doing. You know, in the uh, book of Amos three and seven, it says this: surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secrets unto his servants, the prophets. Now, that word servant in there is not one in regards to servitude as in the New Scripture, New Testament Scripture, as Jesus was sharing with his uh, disciples. But it is to commit yourself unto the Lord that he would reveal his secrets unto you, as it says, servants, the prophets. And it says, when the word came to Jehoshaphat, you know, I was looking at that. When the word came to Jehoshaphat of a great multitude of the children of Moab and the children of Ammon, uh, and they were coming to war against him, he cried out to God, reminding God, reminding him of his promise to his friend Abraham. And what was that? As we look at um, Second Chronicles 20 and 6, and this is Jehoshaphat saying, and said, O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven, and rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thine hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? He continues on, Jehoshaphat, in his prayer and says, Art not thou our God, who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, and gave it to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever? You know, James receives that very same insight as he wrote his letter to the church saying, and this is in James, the second chapter, verse 23, it says, And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Speaking about being friends of God now. This word, believe, this word, uh, believe in this passage of scripture is not saving faith. It's a bit more intense, brothers and sisters. It involves entrusting commitment. It involves moving with the Father in and with an understanding of first, knowing his voice, 
and then willingly functioning in absolute commitment of the Father's word, believing with everything in you that what our God says will be accomplished. You see, Abraham knew with absolute certainty that what God said about his seed as being the stars of heaven and the sands of the sea will be accomplished. So then when God told Abraham to sacrifice Isaac, you know, that, that is not a simple uh, task. God is telling uh, Abraham, I want you to sacrifice this boy. Now, as uh, you know, Isaac wasn't just a little small lad then, and I certainly love the uh, message that uh, Brother Mark gave us through the last seminar of greater uh, or great grace. But no, he wasn't a lad, just a little boy then. Abraham, uh, uh, Isaac was a young man with, with understanding of who God is. So, uh, so when God told Abraham to sacrifice Isaac, Abraham did not hesitate in his willingness to do so. Neither, although Isaac was questioning his father about the sacrifice, because you can imagine uh, this was not first. This was not Isaac's first roundup in uh, going with his dad to sacrifice unto the Lord or the God of heaven. Uh, but Abraham didn't uh, hesitate in his willingness, nor as we read scripture, Isaac didn't either. But they both will, especially Abraham, Abraham, knowing that God would raise up Isaac, which in the study of types and antitypes, those of you that study types and antitypes, Isaac represents Christ's sacrifice as Jesus. When he went to the cross, he knew that the father would raise him up again. So let's look at Genesis 22 and 1. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham. And he said, Behold, here am I, or here I am. In this passage of scripture, note the word tempt. You know, it is not what we would think or what is, you know, in our English vernacular, what it, stand, what it means. But it is the Hebrew word, nashah. And it means to prove. Saints, I want you to be encouraged when you find yourself challenged with some sort of opposition. And we will be challenged. You know, we have entered into a season of great grace. With each level of advancement in the kingdom, we will be tested. We will be proven. This isn't something that just comes. You know, I remember a former pastor said to me as I was going through a tough um well, as I was going through a great medical challenge uh, that even uh, one of the two doctors only saw once in his entire practice, he says, uh, do not think. And this is what this uh, former pastor says to me, said to me, he says, do not think that Satan will sit relaxed as you, Minister Fulton, gain over his kingdom. And, and I will share that with us. Don't think that the enemy is going to sit down relaxed, you know, and the, the vision that I received or, you know, from what he was saying to me was uh, not a vision of the Lord. But, you know, in uh, my mind went to seeing Satan in a recliner with his legs crossed as, you know, I'm gaining uh, advancement in the kingdom. No, that is not what he does. You know, so opposition is going to come. You see, so with this, we're going to be tempted or tested 
or proven the shot in the shah as we advance in the kingdom of God. There's something, you know, that's very exciting. As I was reading the scripture, there's something that's very exciting about this instance in Abraham's life that is so glorious. If we look closely at the scripture, it reveals the one God dealing with Abraham with two of his three distinct persons, the Father and the Word of God. In this passage, it says angel of God. Notice when uh, the angel of God speaks, he uses the first person pronoun of himself. There's uh, a scripture in Isaiah that, that, that clearly identifies the three distinct persons of the one, Echad. You know, that's from um, uh, Deuteronomy 6.4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is Echad, or one Lord. Um, and that word achad uh, actually means one in unity, but that's a different topic entirely. So then being a friend of God is a total commitment. I want to encourage you to continue in what the Lord has placed in your heart to do. Some of you being faced or is facing an obstacle that is seemingly unmovable, but do not cease in the work the Lord has placed in your hands. In the season of great grace, the Father have given us authority to declare grace to the work. I'll tell you this, brothers and sisters, saints of God, that which God has given you to do, that which God has given us to do, it will be completed. Let's look at Zechariah. Zechariah was given a prophetic visitation with a word for Zerubbabel that the work that he started would be finished by his hands, by Zerubbabel's hands. It was during a time when the reconstruction of Jerusalem was underway. Zerubbabel was discouraged due to the opposition against him and the work not going uh, in accordance to what Zerubbabel had wanted that work that God had given him to go. So God lets Zerubbabel know that the work that was placed in his hands will be completed in a unique way. Let's look at Zechariah 4 and 1. And I want to read all of this because this is, this is so encouraging to me. And I pray that it would be equally, if not more, encouraging to you. Zechariah 4. And the angel that talked with me came again and waked me as a man that is wakened out of his sleep. And said unto me, What seest thou? And I said, I have looked and behold a candlestick all of gold with a bowl upon the top of it and his seven lamps thereon and seven pipes to the seven lamps which are upon the top thereof and the two olive trees by it one upon the right side of the bowl and the other upon the left side thereof so i answered and spake to the angel that talked with me saying what are these my lord then the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, Knoweth thou not what these be? And I said, No, my Lord. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt become a plain. And he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, 
crying grace, grace unto it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this, hallelujah, of this house. His hands uh, shall also finish it. And thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts hath sent me unto you. Oh, glory to God. Y'all, excuse me for a moment, but the word of God is just igniting my spirit here. And I almost feel like preaching. It's a good thing I don't have a B3 Hammond organ right here, even though my nephew can play it and, and I can tune up. Glory to God. So let, uh, Pastor Robert, please continue. You know, you have to talk to yourself every now and then because the, the, the spirit of God gets glory. The spirit of God gets a hold of you. And, and sometimes you just have to shout. You have to let the world know glory to God that he is Lord. You got to let the world know that he's God. Hallelujah. You got to let them know that he's coming again. Glory to Jesus. Uh, uh, where are we at? Zechariah 4 and 10. Who hath despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven. They are the eyes of the Lord, which run to and fro through the whole earth. Then answered I and said unto him, What are these two olive trees upon the right side of the candlestick and upon the left side thereof? And I answered again and said unto him, What be these two olive branches, olive branches, which, uh, which through the two golden pipes empty the golden oil out of themselves? And he answered me and said, Knoweth thou not what these be? And I said, No, my lord. Then said he, These are the two anointed ones that stand by the Lord of the whole earth. You see, the Lord reveals to Zerubbabel that the work will be completed not by power, nor by might, but by my spirit. That's what God told him. Herein is God in the person of the Holy Spirit coming to anoint Zerubbabel to finish the work. In like manner, God the Holy Spirit, or as I was coming up in church, the elders in the church would say, the Holy Ghost, glory to God will anoint us to finish the task at hand. He blesses us. He anoints us. He grants us to speak to the situation and break the chains of the enemy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You can speak to that situation right now and let the enemy know that that work that God has placed in you shall be accomplished. Zechariah 4, 7. Who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying grace, grace unto it. We are, to, to, we are to declare the word of the Lord to every purpose by shouting grace or beauty, grace, grace to it. You see, it is in this case that the very hands who started the work shall also be the ones that finish the work, that finishes the work. Zechariah 4 9, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation uh, of this house. His hand shall also finish it. And thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts hath sent me unto you. You know, what did the apostle Paul say to the Philippians? Philippians 1 and 6, he says, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you 
will perform it until the day of Christ. We are the workmanship of God, uh, brothers and sisters. He will complete what he is doing in us. You know, let's also note what the prophet reveals to Zerubbabel in what measure the Holy Spirit anoints us to finish the work. Zechariah 4.10 For who hath despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven. They are the eyes of the Lord which run to and fro through the whole earth. You know, the Lord has blessed us in receiving his seven spirits that are before the throne of God. You know, Revelation, as we know that, the Lord has, 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 has really, I, I tell you, these last uh, years, we have been so blessed in receiving even deeper things of God. You know, Paul told the Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians chapter, he says, I have not seen nor ear heard, uh, uh, neither have it entered into the heart of man the things that God is doing, but God hath revealed them unto us. Well, you know, I, I, I preach and we know, we preach, we say, well, who is the us? Because the us was not the Corinthian church. As we continue on down in that scripture, we find that the us are those who are the friends of God, who are the servants of God, who are the saints of God. And, and they are the ones whom the pneumatikos or the spiritual ones come out of. You see, so it's the spiritual ones. It's the pneumatikos. I'm not preaching anything to you that you don't know, brothers and sisters. But as a reminder, that's who we are. And that in God is where we stand. Glory to Jesus. Stand in your purpose. Stand in that anointing that God has placed upon you. And speak grace unto that thing and unto, unto the opposition. Declare to that mountain that is before you beauty will be unto this work grace unto this work so it wasn't the corinthians who was seeing these things because they weren't the uh, pneumatikos you know they were the anthropos you see they they were the carnal ones however god has blessed us with these deeper things in him and i am so grateful oh glory to god i am so grateful and i trust that you are too you know, and as he says, it is the eyes of the Lord that will do these things. Revelations 4, 5 says the very thing as well as Revelations 5, 6. I'll just remind you of that passage of scripture. It says, and I beheld, this is 5 and 6 now of Revelations, and I beheld and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes. There you go. Which are what? The seven spirits of God. What? Sent forth into all the earth. Same thing he said to Zerubbabel through the prophet Zechariah. It is the same thing that God deals with us. Remember. He says, I change not. I am the Lord. I am God and I change not. So what he has done with one, he can do in the other in regards to how he functions in this earth. Glory to God. So saints, I encourage you to continue in the work of the Lord in this season of great grace. You see, he will provide. He will uh, uh, grant us everything we need to complete the work 
Isaiah 55.10 says, For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void or empty, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. I will share, share with you in this wise, that as God says in this scripture, this passage of scripture just here, those in whom he gives the task to do whatever purpose it is, will be done as long as that person listen god's word is going to come is not going to come back to him empty that is one thing but pastor fulton you may say well what if the person in whom had received that does uh, does not uh, uh want to do in accordance with god well that's between that person and God. But I tell you what, God's word will not return empty unto him. You know, when uh, Jonah wanted, here's an example, when Jonah wanted to, uh, when God gave the word to Jonah to go to Nineveh and, and tell those folk, you know, that uh, they need to repent. Jonah did not want to do it. I remember my daughter, my eldest Keturah, my eldest daughter Keturah preaching uh, that message. She was about six years old, and uh, I can hear her preaching that regarding Jonah. Well, Jonah did not want to do it. He wanted to turn away because he was upset with what uh, Nineveh did to the uh, Israelites. But God doesn't doesn't change his mind. And so as he sent Jonah there, Jonah just, you know the story, he did not want to go. He, he, he even jumped overboard. Isn't that amazing? He told those folks to cast him overboard so that he would not go to declare the word of the Lord to those folk. Well, in that case, in that instance, I don't want to go through. My time is running out here. I'm just to encourage you, brothers and sisters. Uh, but uh, in that case, in that example, God did not allow Jonah to, to walk away from the word. But Jonah actually delivered the word to the Lord. Now, the, the word of the Lord to the Ninevites. And uh, although we do see in scripture what God said, the judgment of God, uh, do you not know maybe a hundred years later that that word that God gave regarding the judgment to the Ninevites uh, actually was accomplished. But during that time, they repented, uh, which was the right thing to do. But they just strayed away in generation after generation until what God said concerning them was accomplished and fulfilled. Here's the other side. When Saul, when Saul being king, uh, God, you know, the word of God, Saul was just so disobedient that God gave that anointing to another. So when someone says, listen, brother, yes, God gives us uh, what we are to do. But what if that person doesn't want to do it again? I will say that's between uh, that person and God. But I tell you what, for those of you saints, those of you who are standing in your in your uh, position of purpose, I say, as the Apostle Paul says, stand there, having done all to stand and yet stand and cry out unto that obstacle. Cry out unto that thing that stands in your way. Grace, grace be unto it. 
Why? Because we are the friends of God. We are those that would rise up and accomplish the work he has for us. So brothers and sisters, I see my time has run out. I love you all. Be blessed in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.